Hey guys, Bill here from the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, where you might know me better as the Barber Who Games on Instagram and most other social media platforms. This is the beginning of my new side project, the 3DO Experience, talking about the ill-fated 3DO interactive multiplayer system. I hope you all enjoy. Have you experienced the awesome power of the Panasonic Real 3DO system? Obviously. Presenting 3DO, the most advanced home gaming system in the universe. It's time to put away your toys. 3DO from Panasonic, Gold Star, and Creative Labs. A new low price and free games. Mind graphics of Panasonic Real 3DO. 3DO. So, welcome to the 3DO experience. So this podcast is essentially a bit of a, a bit of a passion project of my uh, myself. Um, usually, so I guess most people know I'm I'm actually one of the co-hosts on um, the Gaming and Collecting podcast, which is a nostalgia-based gaming and anime podcast that goes over a variety of um, topics. Me and my sister Alex, we um, discuss various parts of our childhood growing up and different games, franchises, and things we knew. But on the side from that, I'm also a heavy video game collector been collecting since 2009 i mean i've shared it many times on different podcasts over the years um and because of that i have a rather large variety of knowledge for different things in gaming and one of my favorite parts of my collection was um experiencing like all these different obscure consoles from back in the day and one of them that really resonated with me um, back in the day was the the Panasonic well not really the pan the 3DO console itself the, just the company 3DO in general so when I I knew about 3DO before I really learned about like the 3DO console because I had played like the Army Men games back in the day on the PlayStation and I always saw 3DO was like the publisher for those companies and also the creator of those games I was I always was kind of drawn to that um the intro whenever you played a 3DO game that was kind of like the like done done done. 3DO. And it just kind of like, it stuck with me, where I was kind of always fascinated, even though I didn't really know anything about the uh, company themselves. I also wasn't aware of like just how many Army Men games there actually were. I only really played like Air Attack and 3D, so I had a very skewed perception, because I thought those games were great back in the day. But eventually, like, um, after I discovered the internet and like the YouTube and like just online media, I started learning about all these things, and I found out that 3DO was originally a console created by the 3DO company. And ever since then, I was just, like, enamored by it. Like, what was this thing? And it just kind of fascinated me. But the thing was, no one really talks about the 3DO. And I thought it would be cool to actually, like, break down the system. Because I've seen multiple other podcasts and media that cover different a variety of different popular systems out there. The 3DO, on the other hand, is kind of like... People know about it, they're aware of it, but no one really knows anything about it. And it really has a fascinating background. It's a really interesting idea that failed miserably, but at the same time, kind of opened the doors to a lot of things like that would become standard in gaming in the future. So kind of like, go in a really roundabout way, this first episode is going to be very all over the place, people. This we're we're not we are not breaking into it yet. This is just we're getting started here. So, I guess in a roundabout way, the 3DO 
I had wanted one the second I saw one. Little did I know that getting a 3DO is actually not the easiest thing, especially a working one, because there's multiple different, as we'll get into in later episodes, there is multiple different 3DO systems out there, and they are all very unique and also kind of confusing. So the one that I really wanted and was most well-versed in was the Panasonic one, the most famous 3DO that most people are aware of. And uh, particularly the original FC1 model, like front-load disc. It looks, real, it looks a lot like a VCR in a lot of ways, but that's kind of why I liked it. So I, it took me a while to find one because, my God, they are not the easiest to come by, especially online, and finding one online is kind of sketchy sometimes. And trying to find... I could never find one at a convention that I really want. I saw a Gold Star one once, but I just... I don't know, something about the Gold Star one just didn't appeal to me. Like, I thought it was kind of ugly looking, and I've heard mixed things about their build quality. Uh, the Panasonic ones are just, like, the overall, like, definitive 3DOs in a lot of ways. But I always prefer the front load versus the later FC-10 top loader model. So for, for a while, I just could not find one for the life of me. Until um, one day I went to my local game store, and I noticed he had posted a uh, 3DO for sale. So I went down there, and I just asked him, like, do you still have the 3DO? And he's like, yeah. So he pulls it out, and um, the owner, John, is a really nice guy. He um, So he did a bundle for me. He gave me the 3DO along with uh, controller, uh, connector cords, uh, a couple games that he had that uh, were just kind of, like, loose plus a full, complete boxed copy of Gex, like the big long box and everything, for I think 200 total he wanted, so great deal, like awesome. Um, and I finally got my hands on the system, and bringing it home was really cool, got to open it up finally and experience it, and it was just such a cool, like, eye-opening experience. And honestly, so my goal with this podcast, I guess to finally go see where I'm going here, is I want to go over the history of the system, history of the company behind it, talk about the games that released for it, um, go over the, the downfall, the, the failed successor, like the company's poor management, um, it later attempts at being a third-party company before that also would like collapse into the ground, and just kind of like the weird, like interesting intricacies of everything. Um, probably going to do like... Uh, a bunch of different series going through this. It's going to be not a scheduled ser- not a scheduled podcast. It's going to be whenever I have an episode ready to go, I'll probably put it out. Um, I'm going to try and keep it at least a weekly, though. I'm not going to spam a bunch of episodes within the weeks. And I have a lot of plans. Like, the 3DO... So what's funny about the 3DO is most of every single game... Most of the games that everyone knows it for have been released on pretty much every other system these days and there's really there's really no actual reason to own a 3DO anymore like realistically because like everything worth playing on it is on everything else but there's just something nostalgic about actually playing a 3DO because the 3DO did give us a lot of like well-known games that would later like move on to other systems like it had it was like the debut of Need for Speed in a way uh, Gex was on it um, Road Rash, a ton of like EA series like appeared on the 3DO at one point um, due to uh, who the 3DO company's founder is who we'll get to get into in a future episode um, it also had like one of the only console ports of Alone in the Dark like the Humongous Entertainment games came out on the 3DO of all things um, 
a lot of solid platformers. A lot of old Super Nintendo games got ported over, like in, with definitive versions. A lot of great fighting games. Hell, Naughty Dog had a game on the 3DO at one point. That's very interesting to look back at. And it had some really, like, really fascinating controllers. Um, they're not good, but they're also kind of cool. A uh, weird way they would handle, like, the mechanisms. So, honestly, I'm thinking probably future episodes I want to bring in guests either ones with knowledge or ones who don't who I'd, I'd like to like explain like the 3DO and like what made it so fascinating because it always baffled me how little people actually talk about this system even though it was kind of prolific like it was it was literally listed as like I think it was like Time Magazine's product of the year 93 I want to say uh, it was super hyped and people thought it was going to take over the world and then it didn't because of a number of reasons that we'll get into with future installments and honestly I don't know because it's really weird it's not a system that you can really recommend to people but it's also one that I really like to share with people like it's crazy and I mean going over it I guess just like a brief explanation for what 3DO is it was a 32-bit console and it was one of the first like real dedicated disc-based consoles that was like supposed to like push the CD medium back when the, back when CDs were still kind of like in that like we were still in the Nintendo cartridge phase like Sega hadn't fully committed yet and it was put it so it was like it, it ran from 93 to 98 so it had a few years it did sell at least 2 million worldwide so not a complete failure 32 bit mostly f was known for its 3D. Yeah, Time Magazine's 1993 product of the year. And w it was hyped up, like, the commercials were hilarious, because it was hyped up as, like, the most cutting-age thing. Like, this was during, like, the time of, like, the video game, like, slander commercial eras. Like, literally one of the commercials is literally just, like, them throwing a Super Nintendo and a Genesis, like, Sega CD into, like, a toy box and being like, like, put away your toys. Like, are you playing a 3DO? <laughs> it's like one of those things. Like it was, it was up there with like the Atari Jaguar, do the math commercials for just kind of cringy cheese. Um, they really pushed its power, like processing power, and they really did like to show off the 3D aspect. Even though this 3DO really wasn't a great at a 3D when you actually break down a bunch of its title, its most well-known titles. It had a very unique especially for the fifth generation where every console handled 3D very differently. It had its own way of doing 3D that wasn't exactly like what you'd expect um, of the like for the the times. And it it, it was weird. It, it also like had like issues with streaming audio at times so certain games to save space would like use the system's built-in audio hardware rather than like streaming off the disc they also it was this was also like a big time like we had a lot of like licensed music like i remember like road rash had like sound garden playing but then when you actually played the game it was just this generic like beat that the system synthesized um one of the worst ports of doom ever released for the system which is hilarious but it also has like the best soundtrack for doom but it's even more baffling because wolfenstein also came out and wolfenstein was perfectly fine uh gex definitely was probably the most well-known title of the time and I believe it was also, like, Crystal Dynamics released a lot of games for the 3DO that we'll cover. Uh, also, also I, I mentioned earlier the long boxes and, like, the most absurd, like, unnecessary packaging ever. Like, it was literally 
a jewel case within a giant cardboard box that like you could not fit on any shelf imaginable. Uh, they're super collectible, but my god, they're super hard to find. Uh, 3DOs. I, I mean, we also mentioned earlier there was different versions of 3DO. Like, obviously, Panasonic made one. Gold Star made one. Those were the two most well-known. But then there was also the Sanyo, which was the Japanese version. Um, that was also really kind of cool and be cool to find. Um, there was the Top Loader. There was also the Creative Labs, like, 3DO Blaster, which was, like, this cool, like, capture card that you would plug into your PC. And then you could actually play 3DO games on the PC um, via the card. It was, it, was, it was an interesting idea. It probably didn't was probably just unnecessary and was never going to catch on, but it was cool that they tried it. They, it was really one of those, like, errors of, like, just trying so many different things. I know I'm kind of rambling. I don't, like, for this episode, I don't really want to get super into it, like, yet. I want to just kind of give a my goal here, because, like, I'm not going to be able probably to, like, Obviously, I'm not going to be able to do this by myself. I can barely carry this on right now. Um, that's why I have a co. That's why me and Alex co-host the Gaming Collecting Podcast. Um, but in reality, I guess I'll go over some of my thought process. Like I'd really like to do. Obviously, I said earlier the history of the system, history of the company. I want to talk about a bunch of the individual games, like the launch title, like. The system launched with, like, Crash and Burn, which was a Crystal Dynamics game, and it was just such a, like, average racer for the time, and such a disappointment, especially for, like, trying to promote this brand new system that was supposed to be this cutting-edge technology. But then you also had, like, some, like, PC ports that, like, other systems couldn't do, like Alone in the Dark, I said earlier, Mist, uh, Star Control 2, and then there was, like, other games, like... Uh, Total Eclipse, Gex, we've said earlier, Killing Time, Need for Speed, Road Rash, Samurai Showdown, one of the best ports of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which is unfortunate because the controller is god-awful. You also had some, like, weird kind of, like, games like P.O.'d, which was, like, this really goofy Doom-style first-person shooter. Uh, the infamous Plumbers Don't Wear Ties released for this system. Just a whole bunch of random things, because, like, I think basically anyone could make a 3DO game. Like, all those classic um, Sega CD um, full-motion video games saw a release on the 3DO with better quality uh, FMVs and stuff. Uh, Shock Shockwave was another cool one. Blade Force. So many, like, hilarious CG, like, introductions and stuff that were supposed to hype this thing up is, like, probably one of, like, the coolest, like, goofiest things like ever and like it, it's aged terribly but it's so f super funny uh naughty dog way of the warrior probably one of the worst well not worst i, I don't want to say worst but, like probably one of the funniest like mortal Kombat clones you'll ever see just because it's like it's so trying to be mortal Kombat, but over the top and the entire soundtrack is nothing but white zombie which is just hilarious uh it's really funny um the system also did have a uh, a failed um successor known as the m2 which never saw the light of day. I believe it was supposed to come out at one point. Um, and it was supposed to basically just be like an updated version of the 3DO that was more on par with like the later things. It was canceled in 97, unfortunately. We never really got to see it, although, although I do believe it's arcade. Its technology was used in like arcades later on. Um, although I heard like there was issues with the hardware because it would kind of like because it was disc-based, the disc readers would, would burn out, like, a lot. And, like, it just wasn't... It, it was it was another, like, failed idea that 
the 3DO is a lot is could really honestly be summed up as failed ideas and stuff that just wasn't like fully baked, I guess you could say. Um, they were also at the first E3, and it was like the most boring like presentation out of all the E3 presentations. Like they were so stiff compared to like Sony and, and especially Sony and Sega with like the uh, this PlayStation and Saturn stuff that was going on at the time. But yeah, so. As I said, though, just an introduction episode, nothing too over the top. I just wanted to, like, explain, like, where I wanted to go with this podcast, what my ideas were, and I just want to, like, get more information on the 3DO out there. So I'm going to cut this one short. It's going to be a very short introduction episode before we really crack into, like, the meat and potatoes of this. So anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Um, Future... Uh, the 3DO podcast can be found on is going to be eventually available on all the major podcasting platforms, uh, particularly Spotify and Apple Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and also check out the Gaming Collecting Podcast, my uh, other podcast where me and Alex talk about uh, video games and anime from our childhoods. But anyways, guys, I will see you all next time. If you're not playing on a 3DO system. What are you playing with?